Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I am Cody. Hello, Cody. I'm excited for today because I wrote way too much about super convoluted stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm also like, I'm okay with what I wrote. Um, I kind of, I don't know. I like the world, I guess. But, you know. Yeah, well, we'll we I will be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> but how have you been doing, Cody? And what have you been into recently? Okay, so couple things i uh i think the biggest thing is i saw frozen 2 how was it um i never watched all of frozen 1 oh well so i really liked frozen 1 i i don't have any like uh modern cynicism towards that movie i never what are the modern cynicisms toward it i don't know it's just kind of like it got really popular so i think in some way it became hip to hate the movie you know well and be like it's me you know but i i just i don't know you know what? I like that song. I like Let It Go. It's a good song. There's a reason why it got super popular. Yeah, I just never cared. So <laughs> I'm I'm like, I'm cool with it, you know? Yeah, sure. Um the second movie I would say, like, um it's it's like the flip of Star Wars. So it, it had like a weird beginning and then I felt like was okay at the end. Okay. And, and and Star Wars was the opposite where it had like a good beginning and then got really bad at the end or really weird at the end. And you're talking about Rise so, of Skywalker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this this to me was the opposite where like it definitely was like, well, we have this fun adventure we want them to go on and getting them on that track really kind of did feel a little bit like getting kicked. <laughs> like, yeah, go on there. Get get on the track. Yeah, there you go. Now you're on it. Go on your fun adventure. Well, because at least in my book, they already wrapped everything up enough to not need a second movie. But you know, like I'm not yeah. like I'm not like the haters who are like, oh, it shouldn't be a second movie. It's like I personally, like, legitimately, unironically, just don't care. Yeah, I went and saw it with Mandy, and it was a fun time. It yeah. was like you know, we that's all it needs to be. Had someone watching Graham. Aww. Sat in a movie theater. It was a cute movie. Had fun. You know. Yeah, well, doesn't I'm, have to be more than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, it really doesn't, and I'm glad that you had fun with it. There were like a couple parts where I, I did feel like I was watching a cocaine fever dream. That definitely did what, happen. Did you once actually or twice. sneak into cats? No, no. There's just like one or two sequences where I'm just like, oh, so they just, uh, uh, they just erased any sense of being like grounded in reality, huh? They're just going full bonkers on this one. I'm, I don't know. I just, I really was never truly that interested in the Frozen thing. Like, it got popular. I thought the Let It Go song was cool, but other than that, I just never really cared. Yeah. And I don't mean that, like, oh, yeah, the movie sucks. I don't, I just never really got into it. Never really had the interest in Frozen. No, I get you. And then I played cool that level Frozen. in Kingdom Hearts and hated every second of it. Well, because no. you go up and down <laughs> that mountain like 85 times. I'm like, I'm done. This is bad I, level Kingdom design. Kingdom Hearts was just rough in other ways was there anything else you've been doing okay this one's weird um um how weird is it uh, no not that weird okay. i just like i thought you were gonna tell me about some other stuff That's like, no i started listening to orville peck what he's a musician he wears a mask and a cowboy hat um that has fringe on it i think i know who you're talking about actually and I think I like yes, his music. Yes, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also not positive I like his music. <laughs> like, does that make sense? You, never, you ever listen to a band and you're like, I'm going to have to like actually think about this one for a minute. 
Like, this requires a little bit more thought than just listening to it and going, ooh, I like the ear, ear, ear sounds, you know? Yeah, I've, I've had that before. It's so like I'm few and far between, but I've had that before. So I'm sitting here still listening to his songs going like, is this just the soundtrack for Twin Peaks? Or do I like this? I don't. He, it's a very weird aesthetic, that mask. It is. It's a it, very... and the music the music fits it. Let me tell you what. The fact that the tassels come down is just like I you could wear a regular mask. I just don't like that tassel mask. You look like um it looks like um it just looks weird. I don't even know how to describe it, it just looks weird. Well, I think it's like kinda got it I think it's supposed to, right? Like that yeah. I feel like that is part of the point. Yeah. Um maybe maybe this is what i mean this whole thing is some very very weird performance art that requires a little bit more thought <laughs> i i suppose i just yeah i think i've heard one song and like i've, I've when you said oh yeah he wears a basket cowboy has like, oh i know who that is because <laughs> it's it's one of those things that sticks in your mind like you definitely know what you're who's talking about what when you see this thing but yeah this is I don't know, like, what kind of music is it? Canadian country music. That's honestly kind of, yeah. <laughs> I started, I was I was looking at the Wikipedia page, like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, I've been listening to another Canadian country artist, so oh that makes God. sense. Is, why is this, like, a thing that's happening now, Canadian? I don't know. Turns out there's hillbillies in Canada, too. I don't know what you want. I've been listening to a lot of electric pop. It's been... <laughs> like the thing I've been into recently, which is yeah, it's like sure that and Oliver Tree, <laughs> like the Oliver Tree. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't edgy music. Just listen to Oliver Tree; he's fine. I mean, I'm uh, well, you know, uh, first song is just a severed head on pavement. He, Jordan, he's a weird. Dude. What is this guy? <laughs> he's a, he's a very weird guy, but I like he his looks music. Like the villain from. from Despicable Me. Yeah, he does look like Gru. Oh my god, it's <laughs> oh hilarious. No, he doesn't look like Gru. Oh, he not Gru. Like the, the yeah, the, the little the guy, guy whose name I forgot. Yes. Yep. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm I'm excited to find out what's He's about to happen. He's so here. weird, but I like. It's another thing that freaking instant three play got me into. It's just like you can blame them. You know, Jordan. I don't know if you should hang out with those people. <laughs> I like those people a lot. And another, yeah, another honorable mention to those people again. So, is there anything else you've been listening to or doing? Yeah, uh, you know what? You need to stop hanging out with Instant Three. Really, you don't like them? All right, look, I know, I know, you guys listen to this podcast. This is a message for everyone on Instant Three Play. It's official. You're a bad influence on Jordan. And Oliver Tree is weird. <laughs> he's weird, yeah, but he's good. I like him. Anyways, is there anything? Is there anything else you've been doing, Cody? Um, I I just I'm watching this video now. Oh my god, like, my, let me. This is why you shouldn't be listening, watching videos during the show, so we can actually my, have a conversation. My life has just lost all meaning. Just, I don't know what to do anymore. Is there anymore. anything else, you idiot? <laughs> um. I'm listening to a book over again that I hated the first time, and I'm already not why, liking why the second time. Why are you doing time. that? Just find a new book. Uh, it's because, you know, you ever have a friend that's really into a book, and they just keep talking to you yeah, about the book. Yeah, and then I just don't listen to it. And then, you know, you, you have... <laughs> I, I, think, I think probably this was the time that I have annoyed one of my friends the most, and she has then been Caitlin? the meanest to me. Yeah, it was Caitlyn. Of course. Anything books I, is probably Caitlyn. No I can't remember what she said, but I was making some point that I thought was pretty valid about, like, uh, the nature of world building and how, like... 
You guys and you're having to stop to make points. Annoys the uh, well, crap like out of I don't me. know. Like artistic prose is not the same thing as a creative story or a valid theme or message to your book. It's just like congratulations, you've written something prettily that isn't necessarily the same thing as being artistic. I guess to me, it's like yes, yeah. I, I you don't have to use your whole thesis again, anyways. Anyways, my point is, I made this argument, and then she kind of just said, "Yeah, I'm not impressed with your bad faith criticisms," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shoot, okay." Amen. I don't blame I don't blame her. But also like you guys having to like stop and like make a point about everything. Like that freaking conversation you had with Diana about um science and um what was Well look, you know what? She was fully in the wrong about that. Oh my and God. is hey. on the inside you know what? Look, hey. I know Diana listens to this too. All right, Diana, you're wrong about science. Hey, guess you're what? on the inside I don't, of this one. Like, like I used to be treated like I was stupid, didn't get things. It's not because I don't get what you guys are talking about, it's because I don't care. I well, just don't care about anything that you guys said. It's just like, I kept seeing messages pop up, and I'm like, can you please just stop? You're distracting me at work now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'm not dumb. I just don't give a crap. But anyways, I love both of you. I feel Any- like in two weeks, Diana's going to hear this, and then I'm going to get more messages. <laughs> you are. Hi, Diana. Please bombard the group chat. I love it. Diana, I respect your opinion. It's just, you know, I made a totally valid point about science. No what? See, you're doing it again. No one cares. Yeah, I, I don't care. Other people might care, but this is not where we do this. I don't care. Anyways, my stuff, as you talked way too long as usual, it's fine. Um, so first, I'll just go into it really briefly. I have been playing the ever-loving crap out of Hollow Knight. I've put so many hours into that game, and I haven't done this in a long time. I've even like, oh, yeah, it's like I can wait to do some podcasts and stuff and play this game instead. Or, oh, yeah, I don't have to go to bed right this second. I can play some Hollow Knight. <laughs> but it's pretty. It's a, a Metroidvania game, um, which feels like Dark Souls to a point. Because, like, you die, you lose all your money, and then you have to go and claim your souls back. And the bosses are cool. The art is amazing. Story is loosely there. But I'm just enjoying exploring everything I absolutely can as well as just finding new things. And then talk. Um, Carlene from Instant 3 Plays, like we're going to talk about Instant 3 Play a lot today. Carlene from Instant 3 Plays also playing. So it's been fun just like talking back and forth with her. It's like, oh, what did you find? Oh, where's this boss? Oh, I found this thing. You can go here. It's, it's just a lot of fun stuff with that. What are you listening to now, Cody? Because you're kind of off your head. I want to know if you're still listening to Oliver Tree. I'm not listening to Oliver Tree. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to the gorillas. Oh, okay, that's fine. I like the girls. But yeah, so so I've been doing that. And then the other thing is Alex from <laughs> Instant 3 Play um, recommended a manga for me that I read in two days. But it was only 50 chapters, so it's not that bad. Which is the manga Happiness, which for a manga called Happiness, there wasn't too much of that in it at all. You know, I watched a movie called Happiness once and had a very similar experience. Yeah, it's like you, you expect it to like maybe kind of have happiness, but it's like, oh no, there's no happiness in this at all. But it did have a happy ending and I was happy. And this is like one of the few like first drama mangas that I've read and second, like vampires. I don't usually like vampires, but this was a really good story and I really, like I got into it and burned through this manga in like two days. But yeah, yeah, boy gets bitten by a vampire and it's pretty much like 
how he lives his life afterwards, but it doesn't like it definitely subverted all my expectations because there was little things where it's like, oh well, like he gets bit by this vampire and then he's going to like like fall in love with this vampire, like live it's gonna be like a Twilight thing. Nope, that didn't happen. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like his school bully is also gonna get bit by a vampire, and like that's gonna it just it kept like changing my expectations over and over again until finally like the main story happened. It's sad. I will say it's really sad, kind of brutal at points. Like there's like some stuff that happens like, oh my god, I just read that. But yeah, it's it's really good. I recommend it if you like vampire drama stories. Well, you know, you're not going to read a Sadoti lie to me. You're not going to read a Sadoti lie to me. I don't. I don't think I've ever listened to or watched one. Really? Hey, you know, no. I watched True Blood for like two minutes, and then I quit. Twilight on that hard. vampire drama story. Well, yeah, but I don't exactly watch those with sincerity. Yeah, like it. Have you ever seen Let the Right One In? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Never, just anything I say doesn't matter. I, I've seen Queen of the Damned. You ever seen that movie? It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's real bad. Oh, it's about a British vampire that joins a really bad night. I do love band. like talking about the things. See, you oh. completely just let them fly over your head, and then you try to say it's like, oh yeah, I already know you're not gonna ever watch it, so don't even. This is more for the no. Audience. I mean, I'm not. I'm not pretending. Good. Like I'm it's going. Like, I'm, I'm to. glad. This is like you don't have to do that. It's like I know you're not. I just do care about what you're saying sometimes. Something not not often. I've noticed. Um, it just depends on if it's about lines of light or not. What? What? What is what? That was a oh, solid callback oh, to last week's episode. You. It was a good world. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not saying it wasn't. It just I Cody. It's the one I know. Time I have hey, and I also know probably this week you're just gonna tune me out like you usually. Like I can see it in your eyes. Like, the thing is, I'm looking right at you, and I can see it in your eyes when you stop paying attention to me because <laughs> you just start looking at. I can tell what you're looking at because you have glasses, so I see the reflection, and you just start looking at whatever. And I was like, cool, <laughs> thanks, man. It's like I'm talking about vampires, and it's just right over his head. <laughs> doesn't care well look i heard you talking about vampires i just also was watching the gorillas yeah what you don't have to watch the gorillas it's music you idiot <laughs> yeah but their music videos but, are but yeah sweet. so that's pretty much all i've been up to um hollow knight and vampires so are you ready for the show cody what was last week i i am last week was rethink physics you did um a world that like kind of ended and, and then turned into lines of light that then kind of turned into like you don't have to describe the whole the thing. ability to create worlds. I think yes, Cody, right. It doesn't matter. I basically nailed that. Not really, but anyways. No, but I did right. And that, yours okay, was just was Groundhog's right? Day because you lack creativity. And then I did Groundhog's Day. Again. <laughs> and then I did Groundhog's Day. But Cody. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like pretending like that's not a format that has been done in like at Groundhog's least four Day times and then every show of. since Groundhog's Day. <laughs> But yeah, like I've seen that done in like 13 different shows I like. So yeah, it's Oh yeah. Stuff. Wow, I didn't even think about TV shows. I was just thinking about movies. Movies and podcasts, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, tons of TV shows. Yeah, have done yeah. That, that happens yeah. very often yeah, that- in TV. Very, very often. Yeah, it's a trope. It's a trope. Yeah. It actually happened in Dark Matter, which we both watched. But yeah. probably it, yeah. it also happened in Supernatural. I think it happened in Smallville. I'm sure it happened in Stargate. Yep. It happened in Star Trek. Yep. I know that yeah. one. Yep. I think it happened in Lost in Space too. Like the the original Lost oh, in Space. Oh, you know one. it might have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cuz I don't I didn't watch the new one cuz I just didn't care. 
again. Netflix is putting out too many Too shows. much. Way too much. Too but many, Bojack Horseman many... comes back at the end of this month. Dude. And it's going to be sad. I started watching Bojack Horseman again. And wow. It's just. How far are you? Um, because you probably haven't even got to like the truly devastating stuff. Well, um, some pretty horrible stuff has happened. But like, where where um, are you? Like, what season? Season three or four? Yeah, no. So you have definitely seen like the truly devastating stuff I was talking about before. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's hard. Surpri- it yeah, it's it's a show that is really goofy at times, and then it hits you over the face with life. Yeah, and has fantastic acting and. The writing in it is so good from, like, a creative... I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, but the there's one line that gets repeated over and over and over and over and over again. Which one is that? And it never feels unnatural, but people say, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah. What are you so, doing here? Yeah. But then every, like... And when they'll, like, say it in the serious tone, that hits like a brick. What are you doing? Getting here? said over and over and over again. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? And that's like a pretty perfect kind of like statement on the show. Like for his life as a character, like he just has no idea what he's doing here. I I and, like the show because like it's a show, a goofy show about animals having like life crises. And I yeah. just, I like it because there are like the truly devastating stuff like if you've watched the show, you know what I'm talking about. But the truly devastating thing I'm talking about, like, it shows that life has consequences. Straight yeah. up. Like, he does some pretty awful stuff, and then it haunts him for the rest of the show. Yeah. And, and, and then you just have to, like, keep living with it. Like, he, as self-destructive as that character is, he's the one that keeps going. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like... And... and yeah, it it handles a lot of topics that I'm like surprised that would be in like a goofy cartoon show. I honestly might go back and rewatch a lot of it just to catch back up with because I've seen every season, but it's been like a year apart because I've seen them as they've come out. But I might rewatch it just to catch up with the finale because it's it's that good. But it is it's tough. It's a really tough, like thoughtful show. Yeah, and I yeah, never when I watched like the first two episodes, I never thought. This goofy animal, this horse who has an alcoholism and drug problem would actually, like, be a good show that, like, it's impactful. Well, and it's like, you know, you watch Family Guy and Peter is, like, ha- is an alcoholic. Yeah. You know what I mean? it's laughed off. It's never shown as being, like, a but real he's, thing. But he's not shown as an alcoholic. BoJack Horseman acts like an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, he's... At times, a great guy and then cares about people. Gets a few and, drinks and ruins everything. Yeah, and then he just self-destructs his life yeah. and is constantly trying to put it back together, but is always haunted by... And, and then, you know, the, and like, again, it's like a horrible moment in the show when someone tells him, like, it's not... What's wrong with you is not the alcohol, it's not the drugs, it's not all the pain, it's just you. You're just horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh, that's even worse. Like... But yeah, and just, and so I really want, I'm excited to see how it ends because, like I said, it's a tough story. And hopefully, yeah. like, I know that they're going to do the ending justice. I really, I know they're going to stick the landing. I'm afraid that there might be some bits here and there, but I know they're going to stick the landing. Because even like this last, well, first half of the final season, like, there was a couple moments where I'm like, okay, that wasn't really funny, but like, it had its moments of really hitting. And I'm, I'm excited 
excited to see where it goes because it's just it's so good. And I'm glad you started yeah. watching it. I really am. But anyways, yeah. Cody, sorry we got down the BoJack Horseman <laughs> diatribe. What is this week's? <laughs> this week was a s- world based on a song. Um. So do we want to say what songs we did first? I kind of want to we- guess yours. Okay. Okay. Mine. I, I, you- I kind of want to tell you what mine is because I have many, many references to the same artist in the song uh, in the world. Well, so it will definitely distract from. It, but you will kind of know where it's going about ha- well, halfway through the first part. I I vote we don't say the world. We don't say the songs yet until the end. Then. Okay. Um. I will give you this hint. Um. I did pick a song off a concept album. But I picked I a song up, that was already story. Yeah, I mean, this one kind of is too, right? Like, it's very narrative. But w- the the world that I built and the story that I built based on it is completely different from the context of the album. So it is not a ripoff. <laughs> I will say, I think mine is technically a um, concept album too. Let me look that up. Yeah, I like wrote the world and then I went and looked at the song and I was like, oh... This is a very yeah, yeah. different. My, oh, sorry. Thing. Mine's a loose concept album. So I like, yeah. But I didn't follow the world that he built it in, like to the tier. Like, I honestly didn't even think about his world until like halfway through it. So, anyways. Oh, I was just going to go first. We have to roll. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I, I was just going to have... start reading mine. I'm like, wait a second. I've been playing so Ooh. much Powered by the Apocalypse, I don't have a D20 next oh to me. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Well, hang on, hang on. Keep me in suspense. You know, right down the middle. I rolled a 10. I also rolled a 10. Reroll? Yep. Okay. Oh, well, you're going first. I rolled a 14. I rolled a 3. Yeah. Okay, I I am going first. Yeah, 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 you got this. (laughs) My world is called The Blight and the Barge. Coheed and Cambria. No. Whoa! But a solid guess. I don't think I would be able to write a song based or a world based on a Coheed song without just Wait, writing. A is this a world. song and or band that I know? I think so. I'm pretty sure. You also thought I knew um, Stratego and I did not. So we'll, we'll find out. Okay. This is um, all journal. Well, all the narrative parts are journal excerpts from Captain Blair Thorne. I swear to the God, barge- if we did the same thing. I don't think we can have done the same thing. It would be real. It'd be real hard. The barge does one no good. It's a hard life and a wicked life. It's a we hope to find... Cl- Pl- Jordan, please. Sorry. Please. I'm sorry. You know, this is like my moment. It's Rush. And then is you it have Rush? your moment. No, it's not. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It's um Pink Floyd. It's Is it Pink Floyd? I'm just going to do like type to text and leave. <laughs> okay, just do just, <laughs> Just do it. (laughs) Uh, We hope to find clean work for wholesome people, but that is rare. Each of the thousand kingdoms is an island unto itself. Us barge folk, on paper, we try to unite the lands and keep them all thriving. In reality, I'm just trying to make coin and keep the barge afloat. Here is a tale of the blight and my barge. Canopy was a great island and a great nation. Truly a hub for all of us barge folk. The ports and markets on Canopy were a wonder unto themselves. Foods and spices, materials, learning, and culture from thousands of I- from thousands of other islands. Each time we went there was cause for celebration. But then there was a term for the worse. There was the blight. I don't know what it does. <clears throat> oh my lord. I don't know what it did. 
And mm. oh my god, Cody. Maybe I should have gone first. This is why <laughs> I usually go first because we can avoid this crap. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what it was, but most people that could have told me are dead now. <laughs> but a sickness took Canopy. Over the course of a year, the markets dwindled and the port emptied. Barge captains stopped taking passengers, and we were afraid and worried to help that helping would mean death. My story starts the last night I was there. The market was like a ghost town. But I had taken a contract to deliver goods and was paid well. So, we unloaded our wares and the crew was ordered to stay near the boat or at the taverns on the water. We stayed just 12 hours, one night. I kept watch on top of my barge, waiting. That's when I saw a woman staggering her way down towards the docks with a bundle in her arm. I hid and waited. She crept on board and later bundled down and started to leave. I drew my hook and shouted. She turned and stared at me. Her face was the white of death and full of fear. Please, she said. He's not like me. Her hands were gray-blue and her eyes yellowing. He is healthy. Please take him away from here and never come back. I would like to say that I took the child as a matter of honor. But what I did say was, I've never done work for free and I don't intend to start today. <laughs> Leave that plague rat on my boat. <clears throat> oh my god. Sorry. Leave that plague... Mm. You know I'm going to have to edit all of this out, right? All the uh, sorry, mm, uh, mm. I'm gonna have to edit all that out. Hey, and that's a nightmare to do. You you have to take you have to take moments every once in a while. Leave that plague ro- rat on a boat of someone that cares. She winced and smiled, a twisted, haunting smirk. I would never accept charity. She opened the bundle. I think that this payment is fair. She turned and walked away, her head held high like a noble. Okay, so okay. Also, I want to be honest with you. You did freeze completely at one point but never stopped, so I didn't stop you. So this summary you're about to do is going to be really beneficial for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so um, as far as the world goes, it's made up of all freshwater islands. Okay. So in terms of planet size, it's probably relatively small, and there's no salt water. It's all freshwater, so that means that it's shallower and kind of scummier than the oceans are. And the winds are not as powerful and the weather's more consistent. So sailing is not really an option as main travel. So these barges are pushed from place to place. It's relatively easy to do because you're floating. So it's still a sound method of transit. But um, barges are not like big sailboats. They're more like freighters, right? They're wide and flat um, because they don't need to deal with waves. And they're pushed through basically like bayous that separate all these islands. Um, So the world kind of has two halves of society. There are the islands that each one of them is kind of its own world. Um, The only people that really travel are barge captains. Okay. So each island itself develops and grows its own culture and its own um, economy and all that stuff. And then who goes between them are your barge captains. So then the other half of this are these kind of um, independent boat people that are not beholden to one kingdom, but rather travel between all of okay. them. Um, so being a barge captain very much is like a sense of freedom and uh, it's dangerous because you're alone, but it's, you know, adventure and whimsy is what these barge captains are. So um, Canopy at this time is kind of one of the most mighty and well-known kingdoms it is a trade hub everyone loves it 
but at some point it falls to a disease. And this is the story of a ship captain that gets paid to take a baby away from Canada. And now I'll ask just because I'm afraid I'm not going to know this. Are there any clues in this that would help me figure out what your song is? Um, I want to say yes, but not like uh, literal nods. Oh, I have so lots I've of never... literal nods to my song, by the way. So like if this song was 10 speed at no point in the world, am I like, you know, it's God's blood and burial. Wink. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely never do, that. do that a lot of my world. <laughs> um, Oops. But the lines can all be pretty well referenced directly to this. So, eh, kind of. Okay. I'm going to try to narrow it down in bands just because I don't think I know this at all. Um, did you do. It being set on the water should be a hint in itself, but, the you know. St- sail away, the sticks. Did not know that was the sticks, but no. Okay. Have, is it the gorillas? Why would I tell you this, Jordan? To give me a hint so I can guess the song easier, because I, I have gi- no clue. I've given you two concept albums set on the water. Yeah, that, that basically just told I, you the band away, and the song. Come sail away, come sail away with me. Not a concept song, also not a song I ever listened really? to. Really? I love that song. Okay. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just well, not really Philistine, my thing. It's fine. Okay, okay, so my world is I'm not I was just gonna tell you because I literally reference this artist and his their songs so many times throughout my thing. I actually highlighted all of the references and there's a lot that like I'm afraid you're gonna get confused. Like you'll be able to Jordan, guess just the, do your world. You'll be able just to guess your the world. artist within the first world. Um this first part comes from Lazarus Grunwald, a Walren historian. No one really knows when the age of space exploration starts. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the Arctic Monkeys? No, you're going to be hopefully be able to figure out who, who, what band this is within the first part. Okay, oh, for got it. My first section, not the first paragraph. But no one yeah. really knows when the age of the space exploration started. Just that one day, millions took to the stars, and now here we are. Some believe that it started in Sector 5-9 of the Aladdin galaxy with a planet called Sane. The Sanians took to the stars and found other planets, all of which were on their way to space exploration. And there it flourished. But that's not the important part of the story. You know why I wait for you to raise, like, to hold on? So I can finish my sentence. Anyways, Cody. I know. What? Well, I'm raising my hand. I didn't interrupt anyway, you. Yeah, but you kept like, waving like, your hand at me like I didn't see it. I saw it. Well, I, I wasn't looking at the video. Anyways, uh, is it Elton John, Tiny Dancer? <laughs> Stop doing this, Cody. <laughs> From there, with the increase of space exploration, even the emptiness of space somehow became crowded. Alliances were made, enemies were created, and everyone began to take claim to the planets or other areas. Who owned what became the argument against the many different exploring governments? Did the Quibulas have ownership to Nagro 5 because they discovered a use for glass mines? Or did the humanoid Sentus have claim because they discovered the land first? And thus, wars broke out. Everyone wanted to fight for what they believed was their right. After wars came solutions, and galactic federations were created. As always, some were against the creation of federations, and even more alliances were created. With the rise of the galactic federations came the rise of private corporations who sought to gain control outside of the power of the government. 
they would find loopholes in the regulations and thus flourish on their own. It is very hard to build a space odyssey world from nothing. And that's why I'm trying to go through this like dig, 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 dig. You know, you're really hitting a lot of points here. Yeah, like there's like a million points just in this first section. I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure I have it though. So okay, once you're done, wh- I'll get what it. is it? What do you think it is? Uh Icky Thump by the White Stripes. No. The story okay. The same story was happening all over the universe. Many new federations popped up elsewhere in the universe, and soon they became aware of each other. And again, wars and squabbles over who owned what and whose beliefs were correct continued. Many beings died due to simple issues. But really, this isn't the important part of the story. Far in the dark reaches of the universe was a completely unexplored area. It was vast and wide, but completely dark. No stars existed in this new area, and thus it was almost unexplorable as the darkness seemed to swallow everything whole. The Allegiant Federation claimed to have discovered this dark zone first, but then the Kwai Federation and the Nilus Corporation came in, and then suddenly we were back at square one with a war over who could lay claim to the dark zone. Of course, the governments believed that something of value had to exist beyond the darkness. The Allegiant Private Science Corps discovered what seemed to be planets hidden amongst the dark. But the fighting between the many federations, corporations, and alliances left them at a dead standstill, and thus no one could truly explore the area without losing ground. To explore, you would need time and preparation, ships and manpower, all of which were being used to battle the others. But again, this is all a setup. None of this is truly important, as it all happened hundreds of years ago. With the lack of manpower, the powers that be turned to private organizations. Anyone who had a ship and was willing to risk the Dark Zone was hired by the many federations in order to take a deep dive into the darkness. These privateers could be any type of being with any type of personality. Some were far rougher than others, but that all comes with the territory. The different governments made a deal with these privateers. They would be paid commission to fly for the government. Anything they discovered would be owned by the government, but they would be paid a handsome price for these discoveries. If these privateers ran into anyone else, they were given permission to fight them off in whatever means necessary. Of course, this worked, and the privateers were able to get past the war and explore the dark zone. But then the privateers realized that any discovery was possibly worth more than the governments could provide, so they began to keep what they found or only offer small portions of the findings to the governments. This created a rift between the governments and the privateers, but also created a new age of exploration within the private sectors. Corporations, science groups, madmen, and criminal organizations, really anyone you could think of, got in on the exploring of the dark zone. Alliances were made regardless of the galaxy or federation. Every weirdo came out of the woodwork in order to explore. This was your eight-armed octobar all the way to your pale, gross human. And this is where you're hopefully going to tell who the artist is. The most famous of these new privateers was a man named David Jones, a former musician who went by the stage name Ziggy Stardust and his crew of space (laughs) spiders from the planet Mars. They were said to venture deep into the dark zone, deeper into the dark zone than any other living creature, using a special far-reaching echolocation system that played Ziggy's music. 
Many others began to adapt this technology, and soon these methods soon through these methods, the dark zone began to be charted out. But it was still hard to navigate, and the zone was constantly moving and changing. The explorers noted that there were many life empty lifeless planets around the dark zone, all orbiting some unseen force. The science corpse of Allegiant hypothesized that these were not planets at all, but moons of a much greater world. The new goal of the government and the privateers was to find out what this force was, as whatever it had to be, uh, whatever it was, had to be the most valuable thing in this galaxy. The wars were getting more heated outside the dark zone as the federations began to make unstable alliances. Things inside also became unstable when David Jones and his crew disappeared without a trace. After that, eventually the orbiting moons stopped moving one by one, all lining up in a seemingly straight line. The creatures of the dark became more active, destroying privateer ships left and right, and it seemed like more like the dangers of the dark zone became far greater. Scientists called this phenomena the Age of the Frozen Moons, or the Moon Age for short. The explorers, having found many materials amongst the moons, thought of this as a guide to the center of the dark zone. I wonder if you can figure out what the song is. I <laughs> the explorers, uh. having found many materials amongst the moons, thought of this as a guide to the center of the dark zone. You could follow each moon through the asteroid belts, through the magnetic pulses, and even through the hostile space being's attacks. It was like a line pointing to the red X in the middle. But I hope you are still listening, because this is where it gets interesting. And that's my first part. Screw you, Cody. Okay, no, so I am mad at Why? you. Not because of the world building, that's all really good, and I do know what the song well, is duh. now. Um, but what I'm mad about is I had this whole list of really stupid songs I was going to guess. Yeah, and like, I was going to guess Frankenstein by the Ender Edgar Winter Group. Hey, Cody, you I know, was gonna it's guess funny a bunch because I'm going to do the exact songs. same thing to you, so screw you, I buddy. was so looking forward to being like, it's Cat Scratch Fever by Ted Nugent, right? I would have just said yes eventually, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this roundabout? You yes, know what I mean? That's what I was looking forward to I'll do. be your roundabout. <laughs> But um, so I'll just really quickly go into since you weren't here for it. What I did last time was you drive me crazy by the young cannibals or fine young cannibals, and that one was set in. It was a small town murder mystery where um people were slow, like men were slowly going crazy and um eventually killing themselves. And it turns out this woman had the power to dri literally drive people crazy, and that was like the whole oh. mystery of the thing. So you had to go back and listen to the episode. It's one of my better worlds. So, cool. I will actually do that. Crazy. That sounds interesting. Oh, oh. I feel like I can commiserate, you know, now because I've had to do this once. <laughs> um, which I will say this, like, and, and I don't think this is bad, but given how on the nose your was yours is about like its reference, See, that's why I wanted to be more on the nose because my last one, like, they didn't guess until the very end. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really think you're going to guess mine. And when I tell you the world, you'll probably be like, is it? And I could be like, yeah, like, here's the lines that I took inspiration from. But, you yeah. know, it's like this one. I wanted, like, I just wanted to write, like, pretty much a love letter to David Bowie because I loved his music so much. So anyways, I get you. Um, I'm going to try okay, to guess the so band still. I still feel like with the two clues that you have. It would not be impossible. Concept for you to guess, album but we'll get on there. the water. I don't. Yeah, 
that's enough. Okay. Anyways, if you said those two, this is the only band I would guess based on those two things. Um, well, now years go by, and it would be a lie to say that my fortunes did not improve. Turns out a heavy bag of gold coin does tend to improve your business. So in that way, yes, I was quite lucky. But my skills as a ca- my skills as a captain are without question. My sales grew taller, I hired more hands, and grew quite a business. I think back to five years ago. I was 20 and stupid. A captain of a barely floating barge and dumb enough to take a job from a dying woman. Now, at the competent age of 25, the islands of the world are nothing but opportunity. Hey, Cody, I have a really Granted, quick question. Hmm? This isn't Ween, yes. is this? Isn't what? Ween. I guess it's not Ween if you don't know who that is. What is Ween? A band that wrote a concept album about the ocean. Oh. Ocean Man, did, take me to hang the on. land. Did you Help Google Ocean concept album and just. No, I actually do know that one? band, but like, I was just like looking at like ocean music. I'm like, oh yeah, Ween wrote it, the concept album. <laughs> It's like I forgot all about weed. Well, that- <laughs> I know you told me that you were going to do this, but I'm still a little bit mad. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> um, granted, I do now have to play mother to a lost canopy and lad. As it happens, he's all right. A funny little thing. He climbs the mast like he has hooks on his feet. And Wait, he knows is this Cloud Atlas? No, it's not Cloud he Atlas. he climbed the mast just- like he had hooks on his feet. That's literally a line from the movie. <laughs> yes, Jordan. I'm not creative. I stole that. You line are from creative. Groundhog's Day. Screw you. <laughs> I did steal that line from Cloud Atlas. <laughs> That's true. I was but... right. <laughs> all right, keep going. And he knows when to follow orders. The hands all love the boy, but the crew always shifts and changes. But each new hand finds they have a very inquisitive shadow eager to learn. But there's a sadness in the boy. I find him silently staring into the water each night like a tiny statue. You're not my <clears throat> you're not my mother, are you, Captain Thorn? Mm. Oh my god, Cody. You are not my mother, are you, Captain Thorn? Nay and nay, that much you know, but I was tasked with watching you. But who did the tasking? Your mother, little barge man. Why? Well to keep you safe. Safe from what? Never you mind. Keep your keep the horizon we are sailing towards on your mind. Um, okay, so, the barges at this point, the most dangerous job a barge can have is transporting animals. They are big, and they can thrash about. So, at during this time, Captain Thorne made her profit by buying a very large barge and mostly transporting animals. Um, so the animals on each of the different islands are extremely diverse because they evolved almost entirely in isolation, right? So this is kind of like the, uh, was it the Galapagos Islands, I yeah, think? I think so. Where um, that was like a chain of evolution that was almost entirely isolated from the rest of the world. That is very much how each island is. They all developed their own species and their own ecosystems so trade between the two of like animals are highly prized because they're so vastly different you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so that is the thing that made captain thorn as lucrative as she was because she had one of the largest ships so she could carry the biggest and the largest number of animals mm-hmm. the flip side of that like i said is it's dangerous because you have to keep them alive which is hard because you know you might be sailing for days you have to have food for them again needs a large space and also because frequently these these animals were dangerous 
Um, the other thing that I kind of mention here in this section about the world is um, the shifting of crews. So it's rare for barge people to stay on a barge their whole lives. It does happen. And the oldest people on barges become a family. But frequently, this is one of those kind of like flights of fancy thing where a lot of young people seek adventure on a barge and don't stick with it. Um, So it's very much a young person's business because eventually people want to settle down. So her being 25 is not weird, Uh, but barges in general are frequently captained and crewed by fairly young people because of that okay so yeah that is uh flora and fauna <laughs> yeah i also did the same thing so don't worry about it <laughs> like hey you know what i actually talked about animals well, I'm, i mean my thing is it's a space odyssey it's really hard to do flora and fauna and like i'm trying to cover multiple galaxies with this thing <laughs> i i yeah, hear you like like i wrote it's like yeah you're gonna make fun of me but i didn't like really do flora and fauna at all Okay, come on now. Hit me with another wor- hit, hit me with another song guess. Oh, dude, I don't know. I think you might think I know this band, but I don't. <laughs> well, what's the band? I don't know what band. I really don't. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like when I was looking at um, OSHA concept albums, I saw Mastodon on there. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad guess. It is wrong. Um. But that's not a bad okay. guess. <laughs> like, that is, I've listened to that. Like, album, I don't really you know, listen to so. Mastodon. That's why I say it's like I think it might just be something that you think I know, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure you know. I think. But I really Mastodon hope this was is a like another Stratego guess. thing. Were you like, wait, you don't know Stratego? <laughs> it's like, no. Did you not? know No, Stratego? I didn't. You did our board game world. You did Stratego. I don't. Pl- did you I've never played Stratego. I've never once played Stratego. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I don't think that'll be the case I re- this time. I really around. hope it's another Stratego where it's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. You know, let me tell you what. I'm pretty sure I've sent you this song. So if you haven't heard it, that's actually a little offensive. It could just be that I don't think about it constantly, you freaking idiot. Well, I'm just saying it. It might not be the first thing that's on my mind. I listen to a lot of music, Cody. A lot of music. I'm just saying. saying. You, know, you have no reason to get offended. It, so. Anyways. I don't, yes, I'm definitely going to search the songs you've sent me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next part comes from Mucus Clawfield, a Gorgas Science Team member. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Can you say his Mucus name for me Clawfield. one more time? I was very proud of this one. He's a giant blob uh, okay. monster. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course he is. Yeah, love- Why didn't you just name him Belch? <laughs> no, no, because Mucus is way better. I like the name just Mucus and then like a normal last name. Mucus Clawfield. <laughs> Clawfield is not. A- yes, it is. It's fine. Catcher in the Rye. Oh, you said cough. I thought you said claw. Like no, Caulfield. Claws. I can't. Like with your hands. Don't make fun of my accent. My thick American accent. Don't make fun of your accent. I just didn't look. realize okay, you I'm, said. I'm just going to start my part, man. Look. Look, yeah, I've been studying it. it for most of my life. And then my father before me. And also his father. But really, the daydream makes absolutely no sense. Oh, so, so sorry. I'm getting way ahead of myself here. Let me explain. After the Moon Age began, exploration of the Dark Zone did not become easier, but much, much harder. It was like the Dark Zone was fighting back. But then, something science could not comprehend happened. From deep within the Dark... Sorry, starting that sentence over. From deep within the Dark Zone, a light shone brightly. No one knew its source, but it grew brighter over days and weeks. Then finally, after its first appearance, streams and waves of light burst forth from the center of the Dark Zone. 
These streams of light cut through the moons, bursting them apart, creating almost flower-like displays in the colorful debris. New planets were illuminated and circled in this light. Now instead of a pitch black nothing, the area was filled with golden streams of light. The planets resumed orbit, but the flowered moon still stayed still. The creatures of the dark were transformed into vibrant beasts of colors. Now the planets and even moon debris were covered with new life. There were now so many areas to explore. The light never disappeared, never really faded. It moved in tightly wound strings around the once dark zone, filling in most of the space between. This golden light changed the universe completely. The allied governments found that they could collect the new light energy and use it for many purposes. Engine drive energy, weapons of mass destruction, genetic altering, whatever you wanted. The science cores were directed with setting up bases on the outskirts of this new golden zone and studying this energy. One major discovery was found about this space oddity. <laughs> the further you drift from the light, the faster that energy fades away. So the government facilities further out simply could not use this new power. And thus, each... <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you saw the wake, but I winked at you. And thus, each alliance just moved disgusted. to keep the other from getting close enough to have that unlimited power at their fingertips. But then, there was something else. All of those ships that were in the dark zone at the time of the light simply disappeared. They all decided to try and go further when the light first appeared in the distance and then got caught up in it. It didn't happen all at once. Communications were still open, but then one by one, the communications stopped and the signal from the ships were shut off. Of course, more privateers ventured out believing that the disappeared simply found something better. The last few communications did sound like those caught in the light had found pure bliss, like they were living in some sort of dream. When the next group of privateers went out, they did find bliss. They found planets full of green, treasures of gold, and constant energy to keep them going. But it seemed like the longer one was out there, the more likely they were to disappear. Crews were sent out, out on rescue missions, but no luck. Finally, reports of what was happening came in. It seemed like the more you are bathed in the golden light, the more you are prone to hallucinations. The golden light comforts you, taking your guard down and lets you see what it wants you to see. And then you become complacent. You give up and give in to the images the golden light shows you. You are prone to shutting off your communications and living in the daydream until you wither away. Thus, it was no longer known as the dark zone, but now it was called the moon age daydream. Now you got, do you have it now, Cody? Is it ground control the major Tom? That's funny. Let me give you one second. We don't necessarily know what this is or why this happens. Most people like me and my family have dedicated our lives into finding out what causes the daydream. We have studied the energy, done living tests to see how the brain reacts to the golden light, and even sent a few brave volunteers in to bring back samples from the planets in the daydream. Recently, I sent a volunteer, Major Tom, from the Legion Federation in. What, Cody? Were you expect Well, how many David Bowie songs did you do? Did you do his entire I put as many as I possibly could in this. But after losing all communications with him, he finally came back but was completely changed. Gave up on life completely, only wanting to return to the Moon Age Daydream. A reference to Ashes to Ashes. If the Federation and even individuals <laughs> weren't so greedy, we would cease all attempts to enter. But of course, beings still enter hoping they find a life of grandeur. And that's the end of my second part. And 
I don't know if I addressed this completely. I might have, I forget. But um, if you happen to make it out of the daydream, the urge to return grips you until you that's like all you can think of. And like people go crazy and have to be locked up or sent back. So gotcha. Gotcha. At any point, do you reference the David Bowie saw dancing in the no, streets? No, I do not. That's disappointing. How was I going to reference that in a space odyssey like this? I don't know, but I wanted you to. I, I've got a lot of them in there, but yeah, there's some that are less subtle, like the ashes to ashes one, but yeah. Or the one where you say Major Tom. That, I mean, that was, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's section three. Technically, society passed. <laughs> Technically, society the passed. Lands are, the lands are... You know what, Jordan? This is my moment. It's my shine. moment in the sun. The lands are dangerous, but so is the water. I'm a barge captain, but Wait, that being said, is this the person waters... a barge captain? I don't think I got that yet. I repeat things to make sure that my audience gets them, because sometimes these worlds can get difficult to follow, so repetition's important. Continue, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... The waters are still dangerous. Every island is a kingdom to itself. Some work together or trade together. But what rules the oceans? No one owns them. Each barge is its own kingdom. Some barge captains, though, are wicked and cunning. And there are islands that house those captains. These we call wraiths. The Canopian boy had grown. A life of labor on a barge made him nimble and clever. People always seem to think that it'll make you strong, but that really isn't true. Mostly it makes you resourceful and well-balanced. I would always rather have a lazy ship hand that can keep a barge afloat and moving with as little effort as possible than a beast of a ship hand that gives no thought to their work. Anyway, we started calling the boy Can. He became clever and efficient, not just a member of the crew, but a member of the family. What? Oh, gosh. Okay, sorry. You, you ever make up a proper noun, and then you go, why did you make up that proper noun? <laughs> Anyways. Is this I'm on a boat by um, Lonely Island? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. There are no nautical-themed cashmere Afghans. <laughs> we were hired to ship river bumbles. They are highly prized, and we were going to be in dangerous waters for Margaritaville. Sure. The whole cr- Margaritaville. Huh? You know, that's a good guess. But is it actually no, a good guess? Not Margarita. No, it's not Margaritaville. <laughs> Keep going. I'm not your dad. <laughs> My dad doesn't listen to Margaritaville. We're black, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't realize how racially divided that I was. I mean, but really if- don't think about it. <laughs> Every white guy my age, their dad listens to <laughs> yeah, Margaritaville. <laughs> I don't think my dad has ever listened to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> you know what, though? If you ever found out he did, wouldn't you be a little bit sad? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just just a little sad that he listened to Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that Jimmy Buffett. It's like, really? Oh, dad? no. <laughs> but you liked good music. Just play it next time you're around and play it for him and see if he just kind of starts bobbing his head. <laughs> I don't think dads can help it. I say as I'm a dad, yeah, so, so I guess, so you, you know. Continue, world. We've had so many distractions. This should be a shorter episode, but it isn't. Okay. Whole crew is on high alert. Can was quiet as always, just a silent figure crouched on the front of the vessel. I cannot remember how the attack started. I just remember suddenly the barge was swarming with wraiths. Their clothes and their barges are designed to be camouflaged. I drew my hook and the battle began. It was horrible chaos. I saw Can jump from the ship, and I thought, good, maybe at least he will live. 
The crew struggled valiantly, but we were losing ground. The moment the battle was beyond <clears throat> the moment was a the moment the battle was about to tip to beyond all hope, the wraiths began to shout in a confusing tongue. I looked around and saw smoke and fire beginning to blaze from a barge that had been cleverly hidden. The race all <laughs> the race all jumped off the sides and tried to get back to their barge to save their burning home. A few moments later, Can hoisted himself back on board, covered in ash and a few burns, but smiling. Can had definitely become a part of the family. So, being a barge captain, yes, is adventurous, but there are areas where, um, specifically, it's dangerous to go, and those become well-known. Like, basically, there's just... It's not dissimilar in a way yeah i, I mean I'm i mean not it's say like you it's island yeah, hopping that, it, still yeah, so <laughs> that's why just like you know? open ocean like a family a crew and yeah yeah that that is not dissimilar um but i like this idea though that like uh what defines success in this world is efficiency like if each barge is kind of its own world what matters way more than just brute strength is being able to make the thing work forever. So like um, in their culture, practical knowledge is highly prized and essential because they're alone out in the middle of nothing. So being clever is really important. Um, also just a little bit of flavor. My idea for what a bumble is, is a sea sheep. So they're like an otter, but they're fluffy. That's adorable. And they're highly prized for having waterproof wool. So <laughs> they're adorable frequently too. frequently shipped and bought. But getting bumbles requires you to go through dangerous waters. So that's yeah. kind of the whole thing. But I like this idea that um, since so much of the world is aquatic, they have livestock that is specifically aquatic, but can still yield things that are useful for life on the water. Hence bumbles. Okay. Anyways, that's section okay. three. That's cool. No, my next section is pretty long, and I'm sorry. Well, all of my sections are long, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you just want, do you just want to call this podcast World Shop colon the sections long, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just what this episode's gonna be. Sorry, the sections long. I'm sorry. Um, this next part comes from David Jones, the Rock Legend. It's been long, way too long. They must have all written me off as dead, but a true legend never dies. A true legend transcends all space and time. Ziggy Stardust still flies. You see, I was a hit, an intergalactic superstar. Music was the only thing that crossed through all boundaries. The only thing that was stronger than territorial squabbles and discrimination. My name was on the tongues of every young rebel, and I traveled with my band, The Spiders, to every venue that would have me regardless of federation, corporation, or alliance. But things got tough. The different federations put us under pressure and tried at every turn to stop us from spreading our music. You see, music brought unity and the feds didn't want unity quite yet. So to stay out of trouble, I decided it was time for a career change. I was never in it for the fame, but for the adventure and excitement. So when I heard the new thing to do was to dive into the dark zone, I packed my bags, grabbed my band of spiders, and stole a class A cruiser called the Diamond Dog. That's four, by the way. <laughs> is that a thing? Is Diamond Dog? Yeah, a it's thing? one of his albums. Oh, and a song. Oh yeah, look at that! Whoa, it's a really creepy album cover. Yes. Have you seen that album? I own cover? the album. Yes, it's very creepy. Woo. We didn't want to just grope around the darkness, gawking at empty moons. We wanted to go to the center of the dark zone, see what those moons were orbiting. After testing our echolocation equipment, we were off to find the treasure at the center. 
The spiders followed my every word. We had, as we had been together for a long time, so they hailed me as their leader. And their confidence in me was good, because it was our longest journey. It was trying for each and every one of us, but they kept me moving forward. We were out there much longer than we ever expected. Years passed of flying through asteroid fields, magnetic pulses, giant space cockroach dens, and you get the point. But then we saw it. A broken planet with what could only be called black light coming from it. The planet looked as if it was in the process of shattering, but we took caution and flew as close as possible. We found that the broken debris itself was a facade and crossed into what would be considered the center of this world. Inside was a giant mechanical world made up of moving metal parts ticking like a giant clock. If I got into too much detail, I would just be spoiling the adventure for you. Upon exploring this mechanical planet, we found an ancient alien race called the Kooks that had been forgotten by time. You gave me a look, what? They're called the Kooks? Another reference. They have been experimenting, <laughs> trying to create a new energy and spread life back to their dying galaxy. Long ago, this dark zone used to be a pure utopia, but slowly began to die due to some unknown source. The ancient planet was once the source of life and light in the galaxy, but suddenly and unexpectedly, it began to become corrupted. The once vibrant life around the galaxy was also corrupted by this unknown force. These were the beings of dark we faced so many times before. The ancient ones broke their planet apart in order to harvest and cultivate the life energy within. In cultivating the life energy, they had all but lost their own lives. But they were almost finished with their project. They would absorb the last of the energy from the galaxy to complete their goal. This would cause them to fade away completely, so they needed someone to activate it. Someone to be their legacy. They didn't want their sacrifice to go to waste. They wanted their galaxy to continue on and become the dreamland of the entire universe as it once had been. So I obliged. Me and my spiders would do just that. The ancients would activate life, and I would carry on the legacy through their ultimate treasure, the creation complex called the Black Star. So they stopped all life in their galaxy. It was like everything in the Dark Zone stood still. It probably took a long time to reach the outside of the zone, but all of the moons stopped dead in their tracks, and the corrupted creatures tried to flee. And then I activated it. The Ancient's Black Star. The energy was so powerful and unstable, it pushed me and the spiders back, and everything went white. We awoken many years later, and everything has changed. The Diamond Dog was still intact, and checking all of our systems, the date read over 150 years had passed since... We had taken the journey into the zone, but I felt more alive than ever, filled with energy. On my chest was a source of their energy, a large black star that was in the form of a tattoo. I was their legacy, but their wish to make the, their galaxy the dream of the universe seemed a bit too strong. Within the golden energy was a weird signal being produced. This signal had a hypnotizing effect, almost like it was causing hallucinations making one see their wildest dreams come true. I was unaffected, but my spiders were a bit more prone to this, so using the energy of the Black Star, I made the spiders immune as well. The hallucinatory signal isn't all they left behind. Along with the remnants of the Black Star, the kooks also left a map to all their treasures and secrets to their galaxy. But this wasn't just mine to own. I can tell you're jamming out to music. No, 
I am. It was time to fulfill the rest of my promise. And that's the end of my part. How can you listen to me and also jam out to music at the same time? I don't get you. I kind of like listen to music. Yeah, I noticed, but you don't do this every time, anyways. Well, you know, I'm listening to Jamiro. Oh, dude, Jamiro is so good. (laughs) You know, are they though? (laughs) I don't know that they are. (laughs) I'm listening to Virtual Virtual Insanity. Virtual Insanity is such a a good song. Yeah. Anyways, your last part, Cody. I think it might just be that he was wearing, like, very 90s clothes, and I find that hard to Anyways, see right now. Anyways, Cody, please do your last part. I still don't know. Uh, I have any clue what your thing can be. Well, let me tell you, my last section is not going to help. Can you just tell me what the thing is, since I don't think I'm going to be able to get No. It? No, definitely not. I'll tell Fine. you at the end. The story of Canopy spread with the years and became myth and a cautionary tale of shame. An island abandoned by all others, and especially the barge. The barges. Us captains did nothing. Us captains were cruel. We did not care, and we were cowards. Why should we be welcomed anymore? Once the barges were seen as an important work, but after Canopy, we became seen as either plague carriers or profit-driven and uncaring. These stories began to make sense to Can. What island did you find me on? Can, it doesn't matter where you're from. You're from this barge now. I'm from Canopy, aren't I? Why would you say that? That's a foolish question. Anyone that had ever seen a description of Canopy would be able to pick him out immediately. He was a head shorter than most of us and pretty broad. His hair was an uncommon color and texture. Every one of his features was pretty much textbook for the Lost Island. It also did not help that as the years went on, the few remaining Canopeans that were left were treated as harbingers of the plague. I I want you to take me back there. What? Never. Either you take me back there or I get there myself. People might still be there and the plague might be over. But either way, I have to see if I can help. Can never said much, but I knew this. If he had made up his mind to go there, I couldn't stop him. The trip to Canopy was torture. Every day I tried to convince him to stay on my barge, and every day he said the same thing. Take me home. I have to know. I left the boy I'd come to love like a son and a friend on a haunted dock on a dead island. The horizon was on my back and a bitter taste was on my mouth. I turned my barge away from the blight-ridden island that I swore a dying woman I would never return to. I kept thinking, keep my eye, keep my mind on the horizon I am sailing toward. The boy wants to die rather than live a good life here? Fine. He is his own man now. I don't own him. I kept him safe for a time and taught him all a barge could do to teach. Days drug on, and me and the crew were miserable. We had left family behind. Each time we found a port, Can was missed, and each night on the open waters, guilt nodded us. Can wanted to know what happened to his family. But Can was our family now. After a month went by, we turned and made our way back to Canopy, finally moving toward the correct horizon. Um, At this point, like, so modern now, right? Modern society, barge captains were largely hated because of what happened to Canopy. Um, The story spread slowly, but it did spread, and people saw it as a betrayal because the only people that could have possibly helped were the barge captains. Mm -hmm. That, or they were seen as plague carriers that could possibly be bringing infected people. 
So it became like a common legend and a reason why the barge captains were hated and seen less as explorers and adventurers and more as like heartless merchants. Um, so then this kid can hears these stories his whole time he's growing up about how barge captains abandoned Canopy to die and it gets to him eventually and he wants yeah. to go back. Um, so it's unclear at this point, like Canopy was still apparently deserted when they went back there. But again, these are very isolated places. Mm-hmm. And if all the barge captains stayed away, there's no way of knowing what was going to be found on that island. But that's kind of the world right now is barge captains are hated because they did nothing, even though at the moment they were just afraid to be involved. But as years went by, that got twisted into, oh, they only went there for money and they didn't care about people. And so they don't care about us. Um, but yeah, that is my okay, world. Not you. You have to tell me now. Oh, OK. It's the Decemberist song. The wanting comes in waves. I don't know the Decemberist. Oh, OK. It um okay so do you want to know what the song is actually about though because it is very yeah. different I I I've listened to the Decembers but I've never like actually like actively listened to their music so yeah no I don't know the Decembers Scotty thanks if you listen to that song you can see that there's two voices there is a woman singing and a man singing and the relationship is not explicitly stated in the song so um. I mean, I could go line by line. I don't know don't if we want to do that unless no, you want me to. Um, but there's like a tension in the song. They're basically having an argument oh. about like she feels that she's like given him something and that she's owed something by him. Oh. Um, and he talks about how he was like saved from a horrible land and pestilence. So that's kind of where like the barge, and the yeah, plague yeah. came from. Um but what it's actually about is a um the male voice is a like wood spirit that falls in love with a human and the female voice is his mother and the song is him begging for her to make him mortal for a night so he can have sex with his human girlfriend i like your story that's much what the better song is about i, I like your story that is much what better i than wrote that description. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's really I funny. Think, Cody, I think when even you he- if I knew the Decembers, I don't think I would have guessed that. <laughs> you wouldn't, but once you know it, it's like, oh, this totally makes sense. And also, I don't think you've sent that song in our chat. I definitely have. I've sent it to like everybody okay, yeah, many, I, many, many yeah, times. It, either way, like, yeah, that's like I said, that's not something that would have ever been at the front of my mind. Well, fair enough. To, yeah, I don't listen to them. Sorry, dude. But yeah, it was off a concept album where I went with it was. Very I, I like your I like your story. I I do, and you you did actually do world building, even though it was mostly a story. You did world building this time, so I'm proud of you. I mean, it was mostly a story, but there was a picture in my head. Before. Yeah, there there was a picture in my head that came through pretty clear of this. Like, I I I like the it's setup. kind of I really very, do. it's. It's sort of very British, except if all countries were British in that, like, you know, it's like its own isolated island, but um, it's just kind of like a world of those, like, little individual islands, so um, there being, like, these areas that you know you don't go to because they're cursed, or that's kind of the feel that I was trying to go for, and I also like the idea of boats being different from just like one big sailing boat but i like these idea of those and being these like pulled trading vessels that make their way across kind of shallow bodied water but yeah that's my world i like i like it i i do i do like it i yeah would have never guessed so thanks i love again <laughs> it's like oh yeah no you probably know this you probably know this 
No clue. <laughs> Concept album on the water. Is I a typed that in and it never thing. came up. Like December never came up. So okay. Well, anyways, anyways. Um, this last part comes from Prime Minister Warhol. He was an absolute legend who inspired the hearts and minds of the young all over the galaxy. In his prime, everyone knew the name David Jones, but he then disappeared into the dark zone. Still, the image of the man who called himself Ziggy Stardust was prominent generation after generation. His music and other merchandise became rare collector's items, and his legacy was one that many tried to follow. With the Dark Zone turning into the Moon Age daydream, many followed on the path hoping to either seek fame like Ziggy or find deep treasures as they were sure he found. But then, something absolutely unexpected happened. A transmission broadcast broadcast across the universe to every single communication device. Something that should be impossible. But then again, an image came in loud and clear of a man who should have been long dead. It was an impossible situation all around. He looked just as he did in his prime. Screwed down hairdo, brightly shining eyes, clad in red glam rock clothes, and a black star tattoo prominent on his chest. Ziggy Stardust had returned. Transmission from David Jones, a.k.a. Ziggy Stardust. Attention all you young rebels, you who seek adventures. I, Ziggy Stardust, have returned. Strange fascinations seeking to fascinate the young minds lie deep within what you call the daydream. You may go crazy from the exposure, but every risk is worth taking. Do you seek adventure? How about fun? Do you want fulfillment in life? You can find that deep in the daydream. I know I have. So much more exists inside here, so I challenge you. Come find me in the daydream. End of transmission. And this last part comes from Pri Privateer Captain Gene. After hearing the transmission like that, no one could resist, especially since it came from a legend thought long dead. Everyone took to the Moon Age daydream, forgetting about all the risks due to all the space beasts and hallucinations. Some trained and prepared, others tried to make medicines or special devices to help negate the effects. Indeed, everyone was excited about getting their chance at treasure and a life of grandeur. Many people deserted the wars to take life into their own hands. But the federations all came up with their own special punishments. They tried to regulate or even make it illegal to enter the daydream. But of course, how could you enforce that? The universe somehow got crazier, and it is said that, that it is every man, woman, child, and small crew for themselves in the daydream. In fact, I am headed there myself. It is a risk I am willing to take for adventure. So many new areas and treasures have been found. Who knows what I will find, but it seems like there is enough for everyone. And that's the end of my world. Cool. Thank I like you. that. I enjoyed writing it. Um, a couple of small references. Like, I'm just going to do this. just. To, I'm just going to do this just to, like, <laughs> pat myself on the back. Um, the Privateer Captain Gene comes from the song Gene Genie. Um, Warhol comes from the song Andy Warhol. Um, Strange Fascinations, as you laughed at, comes from Changes. Um, screwed down hairdo comes from the song Ziggy Stardust. I said the word rebel twice, which is the song Rebel Rebel. Ah, that was that's like the hardest one to do. Um, Black Star comes from his <laughs> album Black Star. Um, and then I think that's all the big ones. Well, and Ground Control. Yeah, Major I mean, Tom. but I've already mentioned those early on. Yeah, yeah, that's all the yeah. big ones that I didn't mention before. 
But yeah, yeah, it's, I I had fun writing it. I had fun like trying to shoehorn the different songs, and it was just really yeah. just like it was kind of a game, just like see how I can make this relevant for my world. And I just really enjoyed doing like this vast sprawling like space odyssey. But then like it's all about a treasure hunt in the end, like going through the zone that can maybe make you crazy, but you have to try hard to avoid like the dangers of the dark. Or, sorry, the Moon Age daydream, and it was just fun. I I think that like. <sighs> Originally, like I kind of said jokingly, I was thinking about doing like a classical piece and then just being like, I'm going to write a world. You really could, though. Based on how I feel. And I'm like, I could do that, but it just didn't feel in the spirit in this case. I think having something a little bit more structured, having more to work with in the song, I think was a good idea. Which does kind of point to some kind of concept album then. Yeah, I had, well, you, I mean, like, I did She Drives Me Crazy. Like, you can do anything, but I had the idea to do this, even before, like, remembering that it was a concept album. Like, I had the idea to do this, yeah. like, months ago. Like, just the song. I didn't have this world in mind, but, like, I want to do Space Odyssey, and I want to do something Bowie, either Space Odyssey or Minage Daydream, so. And, that, yeah. like, Space Odyssey would have been a little bit harder to do. Cause that's what I figured you were gonna do. I I thought you were gonna do like ground control the major Tom or because space. Well, space Odyssey actually has like a through line narration. That's why it was harder. That's why it went with something that was just an idea rather than like a actual like this is exactly what this is. Yeah, like in his line, "Freak out in the Moon Age daydream" is where the hallucination thing comes from. Yeah, 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 it made sense. Like I got, I got yeah, what you were it doing. Was, it, it was, was yeah, it was heavy handed at that point, but it was fun to do. Well, yeah, I mean, you just you know, said Moon yeah, Age Daydream yeah. basically. I don't think you ever said Moon Age Daydream. I think you said like no, a daydream I, I did, I, by the once, moons. This is the age of I did Moon Age. Once say it directly, <laughs> Moon Age Daydream. Okay. Yeah. It, no, this was a, this is fun. I definitely am leaving it on the list because I think this is something that can pop up yeah. again and again. I would, I would do this again. I don't know I if I did. Again. I take it off the list. I might have taken it off the list, but we can put it back on. It's, it's a good one. Anyways, Cody, it's your time to well, roll. Well, we get redo worlds. I did. I rolled. Do you want to know what I rolled? I'm you, super uh, excited. Please don't say it's Noir World. No, it's, uh, it's Dinosaur oh. World. Okay, so this is going to be weird. Yeah, Dino World is going to be gonna great. Be, I'm excited. It's going to be a weird one for me because like, I I find it hard to do Dinosaur World without stealing from something that's already been done. Okay, do you want to know what I'm not going to do, but I did have Land the thought? The no, I was gonna do a world shop of just Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> like cover cover like the meteor hitting the planet and killing all the dinosaurs, then us relying on them for fossil <laughs> fuels. <laughs> but like try to be coy about it, you know, like do it through like a narration from dinosaurs. That would have been really, then... <laughs> really funny. Like like, yeah. like that would have been fun to do. I'm sad you're not doing that anymore. I would have been mad I would have gotten mad at you, of course, because I know you would have yeah, been, been mad, but like so that you say, like do I do that. enjoy dinosaur. Where is dinosaur? Oh, wait, no, I already moved it off the list. I was gonna say, what do you even roll this? But I already moved it off the list. Number yeah, it was five, number five. Dinosaur world. But yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. I'm sad that we're not gonna be doing another story world anytime soon because I really want to do a story world. Write what a story based off of a world. That one. Yeah. Oh, oh, because like, gotcha. that's one of the those those episodes. Like I really like doing. But anyways, this was fun, yeah. Cody. Um, so you got anything to plug? Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network. We are a podcast, so anywhere podcasts are found, or on YouTube, or new thing, Tuesday nights on Twitch. What? You didn't you should have told me this so I would have actually like <laughs> I would have been plugging your stuff on everything I have. 
Oh, no, it's no big deal. Basically, what it is is I record, like, Let's Play stuff with somebody, and uh, I was like, well, why don't we just stream Cody, this to Twitch while we're recording Tuesday nights, our episodes? We can do a Dark Soul night, come on. Yeah, but I'm already playing You're- Morrowind now. Well, look, Morrowind's good, all right? I was already yeah, playing Morrowind on we, Tuesday night. You started Dark Souls so long ago, and then you just never went I back to I know, but I get so busy. Yeah, apparently not busy enough if you already have another Twitch. You just don't want to play games with me. Well, it was like, I agree, I was already Anyways, doing the Anyways, my plugs thing. are something, I guess, zero zero at twitch.tv. I am now going to start streaming every other weekend. So I will be streaming on Saturdays, hopefully. But yeah, sat- well, mm, mm. Saturdays or Sundays, I will tweet about it. But yeah, I'm going to be playing Hollow Knight until I beat that, and then I'm going back to The Witcher 3. So, we- okay, we need to talk about that, apparently. Anyways. Have we not talked yeah, about The Witcher not 3 the yet? not part of it. You were fine with it last time oh. we talked. Anyways, thank you all for listening. We will catch you on the flip side. Sorry for yet again another long episode. Bye. Bye.